0: The rising number of uninsured is leading tens of thousands of Americans each year to seek medical care outside the United States. But what kind of care are they getting and how can U.S. doctors get involved? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Alex Markser. Alex is the Chief Operating Officer of Health Travel Guides. Mr. Markser is a co-founder of California-based Health Travel Guides and specializes in building bridges between technology and business, which he has done for the last 15 years. At Health Travel Guides, patients are linked to everything from elective procedures such as LASIK eye surgery and breast augmentation to more specialized operations such as hip replacement, heart surgery, and cancer treatment, among many, many other things these days. I'm so pleased to welcome Alex Marxer from Health Travel's office in San Diego. Mr. Marxer, welcome to Reach MBXN one fifty seven, the channel for medical professionals.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: This is an interesting phenomenon and I think we are still seeing thousands of people who are leaving this country to get medical care. And it's not just cosmetic procedures. Tell us about health travel guides and what kind of a market is there out there for this, and and where is this headed?
1: You know, interestingly enough, we founded the company because my partner Herb Stevens had an issue himself. He had a, a very bad snowboarding accident, and what happened was he developed a spinal fluid leak, and the physician in Stanford unfortunately did not do a good job. And after the second surgery he got dropped from his insurance and he had to have another two surgeries and since he, you know, didn't have insurance anymore, he got stuck with a $150,000 bill and that prompted him to start looking into, you know, other options and what he had found is that in other places such as Singapore, he could have had the same thing done for $20,000 and he then decided that perhaps This is a very interesting business to get into, and he then approached me. We had done business previously in the Bay Area, and we incorporated the company in 2006, and we have seen an amazing influx of inquiries, as you say, into all kinds of different procedures, both on the elective side and on the rather complex side as well, and it's been a wild ride ever
0: since. Well, that's very interesting. And if, tell us about how, like, how many patients are now coming. I mean, because I was recently at the American Medical Association, there were statistics on the order of of 150,000 or more U.S. citizens are going abroad. And also, if you could talk a little bit about the kind of care people are getting, because we know that the U.S. healthcare care system is a good one and people would like to stay. There certainly are People out there when you talk about going abroad and making a bucket, it kind of makes some people nervous. But if you can tell a little bit about just how many people are doing this, why they 're doing it, and what kind of a care are people getting
1: uh, in terms of volume, I believe we 're somewhere in in the middle you know there has been a lot of hype in the press on this phenomenon for a while, and then McKinsey, I believe, came out with a report that said well it 's not real. The truth, typically, in an early market like this always lies in the middle. The reliable statistics that we see is from a hospital such as Bamramgrad, who has reported that they serviced 150,000 U.S. people by themselves. And this themselves.
0: is where, And where is this? That's in Thailand. Okay.
1: And so those guys would cover the 150,000 all by themselves. They do about 500,000 foreign patients a year altogether. The number is probably much closer to 700,000 to a million, and that is if you count the scores of people who uh, actually cross the border into Mexico. Many people don't report on that so much because... It's not as exotic as talking about the Asian countries and people flying all the way to Thailand Singapore. But the fact is that the people who cross the border make up a very, very large number, in fact, to such a degree that certain hospitals right close to the border reported to me that their revenue is you know, up to 70% from U.S. people. So they specifically cater to that market.
0: And are these elderly folks? Are they uninsured folks? Or who are these people?
1: You know, it's been a surprise to us just how diverse that group is, I'll tell you, one person that I know, um, uh, Karen, she has a a house in Del Mar, um, very well off, but she's self-employed. And, you know, insurance premiums to the self-employed have risen to such a degree that she just decided to drop her insurance altogether. And she is, you know, upper middle class, a person who is looking for a better deal. And so she and her friends had approached us on uh, both dental and plastic surgery and and just regular treatment options uh, across the border. And they're loving it because you had asked the question of what kind of treatment do people receive? The interesting fact is that especially in Latin America, where the culture is very relationship-based. The system doesn't pressure the doctors so much to turn people into numbers. People get amazing attention. You know, I was surprised myself. I, I put myself through this, and just the level of attention and care that you get is a totally different level that I had experienced in the U.S.
0: myself bringing the idea of the quality up. And even in the United States, I mean, the measurement of quality is depending on who you talk to. But some of the concerns of the American Medical Association and other groups is like, what kind of a seal of approval do these companies such as yours give to people when they go for care? I know that the Joint Commission as Joint Commission International Accreditation. I mean, what kind of a, a quality assurance uh, can you provide people? Because I know you go on your website and, and you do see these things. Um, what, what can you tell us about that?
1: We go through an extensive nine-step credentialing process. You know, what typically happens is that a lot of the providers that we choose to invite to our network actually have U.S. training. And the U.S. system has a big advantage in terms of transparency, and our culture here is also much more open to, you know, documenting things and paperwork. And, again, you know, that is not something as ingrained, say, uh, in Latin America, because much of it is based on trust and relationships there. But many of them now strive for JCI accreditation just to put that additional stamp of approval.
0: This is the joint, the joint Commission accreditation. The, yeah,
1: the Joint mm-hmm. Commission At at the same time, the way we are trying to create transparency, perhaps where it's not systemically available, is by deploying a lot of Web 2.0 technologies in terms of incorporating testimonials and referrals on a community website where people can contact each other directly and talk about their experiences. And I've seen statistics that it's about 70 to 80% of the decision-making process for people to elect to do medical tourism is based on somebody told them, hey, I had a great experience, and I got great service for the amount of money I paid, and it's all based on recommendation.
0: If I could shift gears a little bit, could you also, let's just say there are doctors that want to be involved. I know that on your uh, website you talk about ways that providers would possibly be one of part of your networks, and if they're in the U.S., how do they do that?
1: We go through this in a very face-to-face, slow, organic approach. Through the involvement in the other company I mentioned, ResortCom, I've been doing business for seven years in Mexico. So you build a lot of networks and relationships. And the way we identify the providers is we identify people we call connectors in the communities. You know, they might be emergency room physicians that we get referred to through our friends. And then very quickly, the top doctors in each community rise to the top. That's in the smaller towns because you hear the same names over and over. Then we go through our nine-step credentialing process. We see whether they're really qualified to talk to U.S. people. They need to obviously be fluent in English and so on. In the larger towns, we go through the main hospitals. And many of those hospitals actually have alliances with U.S. hospitals as well. And there's about 10 major private hospitals in Mexico. And so we have approached eight of them already. And a number of them have joined our network as well. And then through those hospitals, they uh, all of them already pursuing the Joint Commission accreditation as well they already make sure that their doctors are, you know, cream of the crop and, you know, high quality. So we're trying to do this very organically and slow rather than trying to do too many countries at the same time and build, you know, very strong relationships with the doctors.
0: Give us a range of, you know, where you think this is is headed, if you think it will continue, and how many patients are you guys linking up just in your company?
1: I'll give you an example of just one campaign that we recently launched. And that campaign is focusing on obesity surgery, lap band, gastric sleeve, and gastric bypass. And we launched that campaign on Google, and within the first five hours, we got over 100,000 hits on just the search term that we chose. And over 4,500 impressions, which means people actually looking at our ad. And then the click-through was amazing. So just on that campaign alone, we get about 20 to 30 inquiries a week with people who are actually actively looking for doing surgery in other countries, specifically for obesity. And that's just one campaign, one specific procedure. Where we believe that this is going is that just like in many other industries we believe that the potential for globalizing choices for the consumer will have a hugely beneficial effect. Uh, It's a win for the consumers, it will put pressure on the US medical system which I think by all intents and purposes is facing severe challenges uh, to get better and more efficient and it's just gonna you know make medical choices affordable again.
0: Walk me through this I go online, I discover health travel guides, and you then link me up with a provider in another country depending on what I need.
1: Yeah, what we do is we actually take the inquiry anonymously and then we bid it out to the provider network so that we give the patient options. Some people have a very clear preference of where they want to go. They tell us, I only want to do this in Brazil, I only want to do it in Costa Rica, or I only want to consider Thailand. So we narrow the network to those specific selection criteria and then we present to the patient a number of options and those options are then supported by the provider's testimonials, the credentials, you know, previous outcomes, and then the patient makes the choice, and we arrange from A to C everything that pertains to that travel. We prep the people, give them uh, detailed itineraries. We pick them up from the airport, make sure that you know they have a guide there locally to alleviate any scary you know issues, any language barriers, and we're just kind of handhold them through the whole process all the way back into the U.S.
0: Well, with that, I would like to thank Alex Marker, who has been our guest. He is with Health Travel Guides, and he's out of San Diego, California, which is one of the companies that are forming to address healthcare care needs, folks who are going abroad for medical care for a variety of reasons. I'm Bruce Japson with the Chicago Tribune. I've been your host. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. To listen to our on-demand library, including this show, visit us at ReachMD.com. Register with promo code RADIO and receive six months free streaming for your home or office. And I'd like to thank you today for listening.